ahead of Lewis, coughs it up to Scully, gets it to Warble, Banana Kick is back, back, coming back and through. Left foot kick batted down, somehow forced a head head and he snapped the goal. Daniel Howe, he's gone four of the ball, chips it over the top, McAvoy! Chance there for Biopolo, weaves through traffic, handballs to Nash, oh. handball to Bruce, game 200 and he kicks the goal. Collingwood with seconds ticking down have been beaten by an epic Hawthorne last quarter. It was a scrappy, lacklustre affair for the most part, but all was forgiven as the Hawks snapped their losing streak, defeating the Pies by four points at the MCG. It was thanks to intercept King James Sicily, an electric Jarman Impey, and some promising youngsters who repaid the faith. We're up and about here on the Hawk Talk podcast, the go-to show for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club. My name is Nick Mason, and I'm joined by a man who got his wish. We defeated Collingwood. G'day, Tiz. Absolutely. It was always on the cards when Buckley decides not to try anything the whole evening. He's so dependable like that. <laughs> what just, is it about him and Clarkson? He just, just has nothing up his sleeve. He just tries to play out the game without anything going wrong. He's just so negative. But maybe they are in a bit of a lull, but I just couldn't see any imagination from him. And it just seems to happen. It just goes and goes and goes. And then all of a sudden, Clarko goes, all right, well, they look a bit vulnerable now. Let's go. Well, Clarko, you have to say, he wasn't complacent. He did make one extra special move. Do you know what one I'm talking about? (laughs) The one where he told how, oh, you can grab the ball now, mate, and kick it forward. (laughs) I was more thinking along the lines of, uh, you remember when O'Brien was a forward? Let's try that again. (laughs) a lovely, audacious little chip pass, wasn't it? Uh, it's not really the you word I had on coming. my mind at the time. No one saw that coming. <laughs> well, no one saw it coming, and probably for good reason, because no one off. would do it. Paid like, off. Yes, well, yes, it did ice the game, effectively, but jeez, that was close, wasn't it? I enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't enjoy it when the game's on the line, but, oh, look, it came off, so who cares, right? Now, Tim O'Brien, you know, basically switching the magnets and putting Gunston down back. Yeah. And O'Brien forward, which was... Well, Gunston uh, had looked very, very ineffective. Well, neither of them had spectacular games up to that point. So you could see why it was a move he was willing to make. And I think it paid off. How good did Mason Cox play for Hawthorne? <laughs> he really stood up. <laughs> Remember round one last year, they made the grand mm. final. But his first performance yeah. that year was hilarious. <laughs> he just reprised it this year. It was great. Encore! Encore! <laughs> He, for his height, just did not affect any. He was outmarked by one almost good, everyone on the field, one especially good Sicily. One, yeah, one good, good prelim, yeah. <laughs> on rants. Uh, we should get to some social media stuff before we relish the win just a little bit more. Uh, iTunes, you can rate and review us there, just as uh, one of our listeners, Tony Crawford, has done. This Tears. is hilarious. Right, so he uh, <laughs> he's, he's left a step-by-step guide for how to appreciate our podcast. Step one, uh, I think... find out iTunes still exists. It does for the time being. Step two, download iTunes. Step three, read all the terms and agreements for three hours. <laughs> Probably skip that one. Step four, create Apple ID. Step five, rate Hawk Talk Podcast five stars, which he has done, Tiz. He adds, worth it. Great work, guys. Fantastic. We it's love- a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot of work, but uh, we hope it's worth it. Tony certainly seems to think so. So we thank you so much for that review, And that Tony. took us to 171. 171 ratings on iTunes. It was, uh, 170 was looking okay. I had a player lined up for that, but 171 takes us to Peter Schwab. 
triple premiership threat. That's correct. Uh, 1983, 1986, 1988. Coached us in that prelim that decided you as a Hawthorne fan. <laughs> yes, that fateful day that effectively uh, erased any inkling of uh, bowing to family pressure to support Essendon on my mum's <laughs> side. So no, we got rid of that. Quick smart. Uh, yeah, senior coach from 2000 to 2004. Assistant coach before that under Ken Judge in 96-97. Went on to become the chairman for the AFL Match Review Panel from 2005 to 2007. And chief executive officer of AFL Victoria, 2007 to 2010. Now, it's a hell of a CV, isn't it, Tiz? Yeah, I think he spent some time at the Brisbane Lions too, didn't he? That's right, yeah. Right after being the uh, executive officer for AFL Victoria. Which didn't go so well. But well, yeah. And he also uh, was in charge of the umpires there for a long time when yes, they were actually right. quite good. Yes. No, this is... Trust me, listeners, it's only really a snapshot. I just wanted to breeze through it because we have so much else to talk about. I just wanted to, you know, wedge in there that bloody (laughs) umpire number 23 and how catastrophically bad he was on the night. Oh, it was so bad. (sighs) Just, I mean, you can be bad, but consistently bad. And he was inconsistently awful. (laughs) You could tell from the outset as well. It wasn't something that crept into the game. It was something that happened immediately where everyone watching was just like, oh, here we go. (laughs) Findlay. Not familiar with him. No. Will I ever be again? Well, let's <laughs> hope not. <laughs> hope to see him at Box Hill. <laughs> at Hawk Talk Pod surpassed 1,500 followers now. So a huge thank you to everyone that's on board. That was amazing to Makes see. Makes you blush, doesn't it? It really does. We very much appreciate that. Uh, you can find us on Facebook as well. Facebook.com slash Hawk Talk Pod. 500 likes there now, Tiz. It's kind of the little brother to our Twitter headquarters. Yeah, we're not quite you know, aggressive enough on there. <laughs> That's asking, what we do. We don't really fit in. Yeah, well, we, we haven't got a, a page for Sicily going forward or <laughs> put Impy in the forward line for crying out loud, dot com. Dot <laughs> <laughs> com. Registered a domain. That's commitment. I kind of admire that passion, weirdly. Anyway, there you go. There's the social media stuff out of the way. We're free to celebrate the win. Now, Tiz, uh, Hawthorne, 9-13-67, defeated Collingwood, 9-9-63. Now, did you sense the inevitability of it on the night? I was confident, but I wouldn't say I was that confident about it. I went, Hoskin Elliott nearly, nearly finished it off with a superb mark, but dropped yes, it. Yes, yeah. After that, I thought, oh, gee whiz. Daniel Howe got the ball, sent it forward, and we got mm. another goal. And yep. At that moment, I noticed Scott Pendlebury just sort of making his way off. Because Howard had been on him the whole night. Yes. And uh, I just yelled out to him, Hey, Scott, that's your goal, mate. <laughs> your man, how? And then I yelled out, Yeah, that's it. Drag him. <laughs> Get off. <laughs> Much the... to the chagrin of the other Pies supporters around us. Because where's the decorum? Where's uh, the modesty in and this up, moment? And in that moment, up comes on the screen any antisocial behaviour. <laughs> <laughs> they knew. They knew full well. They're looking for guys like you. Yeah, yeah. I got away with it, though. <laughs> of course. Uh, Howe was good. We'll get to some of the players that started this match. He was good, wasn't he? Uh, now, I'm going to introduce a, uh, a new accolade for this podcast. Okay. I know it's late in the season to be doing so, but uh, here's the introduction. The well, we needed a new segment. <laughs> <laughs> the HTP Really Pleasing BOG. Oh, excellent. <laughs> and I'm going to award that, of course, to James Sicily. Yeah. Excellent on the night. It couldn't be anyone else. An irrepressible James Sicily was effectively the difference. He played one of his best games of the season, which is saying something. Uh, he neutered the Pies' offense. 28 touches, 11 of them contested, 92.9% disposal efficiency, 14 marks, 5 of those contested, Tiz. 
seven rebound 50s, seven one percenters. Now, Buckley wasn't completely stupid on the night. He sent mm. Maine to him in the last quarter, and he only got three touches in that quarter. So his, mm. he was limited in his abilities then, and he also had one of his poorer uh, metres gained. Okay. So they tried to stifle him, but he was far too effective with ball in hand. Mm. Not only that, but Impey was unbelievable running out of the defence, and I cannot imagine the poor sod who was meant to be running with him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to man up for that. You're not going to catch him. (laughs) I mean, for me, uh, you know, it became fairly obvious to me. I even tweeted as much uh, throughout the game that, you know, Sicily and Impey were a dynamic duo that were just keeping us alive. They were keeping the contest lively for us, and without them, we would have been stuffed. 526 metres gained. For Impey, mm-hmm. which is massive for him, and only uh, bettered by Isaac Smith, who started magnificently in the game, even though we were so erratic in our forward 50 entries that we had nothing to show for it. And every time Collingwood went forward, they kicked a goal. He gave us something to look to. It's nice to have the problem of who was our best on the night. <laughs> well, he started of, really well. Yeah. You can sort of uh, pick and choose who are your favourites on the night. Uh, we heard a few things from uh, listeners, uh, Reese Sicily. Uh, we heard from Brito at Hawk Talk Pod. Sicily belongs down back. I guess this is in reference to the fact that Clarko is still hasn't quite abandoned the idea of him going Tinkering. forward. Yeah, he hasn't. Uh, well, look, I have a sneaky suspicion we won't be seeing any sort of that tinkering anytime soon. But uh, only when we desperately, in case of glass. Oh. <laughs> That was a Freudian yeah, slip. That is a I meant in case slip. of emergency, break glass. But I don't know if the cap fits. <laughs> no, we'll get to Cotter Glass. But uh, no, I don't think that's going to be happening. Anyway, Brito continues. All of our premiership teams of the past 40 plus years have had skilled backs capable of swinging forward and destroying the opponent's spirit with a goal or three out of the back line. Now, I particularly remember Chris Langford running up the centre of the ground in the... Early 90s. Now, I remember the um, late 2008, like late in that season, springing Campbell Brown as a forward pocket was a bit of a surprise for some teams. Yeah, but don't you also recall Jonathan Hay just going on mazy runs <laughs> while you held your head in your hands and wondered when he'd finally kick it? I don't think I want to remember that, and that's why I don't. <laughs> and also uh, Trent Crowe used to do that as well. Mm. The attacking backman has been something we really indulge in. Mm, absolutely. Uh, now, Tony, one of our listeners, asks uh, at Hook Talk Pod, is Sicily our most talented backman from the last decade? Now, that is a question to chew on. Most talented backman, mm-hmm. uh, one Luke Hodge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but when you remember Luke Hodge and his legacy for the Hawthorne Football Club, do you typically think of him as a backman? Yeah. I don't really. Yeah. Oh, the 2008 grand final wins it from, oh, the, yeah. from the back line. Yeah, okay. Man in the hole all the time. Oh, I'm not disputing he did some uh, delightful things in that position. But, no, uh, he always played behind the ball as far as I was concerned. Yeah, well, that's true enough. Yeah. I, I Typically, when I think of Luke Hodge, I don't confine him to a position. I just you know think warrior or you know hardened veteran or so, you know words to that effect. You can't categorize him. No, not at all. I just know he was bloody good. (laughs) That's his legacy in my mind. Uh, Anyway, so it's tough, isn't it? I mean, because once you put Hodge in the equation, yeah, it probably stifles the debate a bit. (laughs) But even so, I mean, Sicily, and then you've got someone like Gibson and Lake. I mean, Lake, a Norm Smith medalist. and Well, 
Gibson came with pretty bad skills, to be honest, and he mm. improved them over the years. Mm-hmm. Lakey had decent skills, but he didn't have the commitment of others, especially on the training track. Well, he had the wrong sort of commitment, maybe. It <laughs> 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 came to on-field indiscretions. Yeah, but we certainly had some talented backmen. We did indeed. Uh, LJ Caulfield hit us up too. Can Sicily please stop ducking into tackles? Otherwise, it was super, his game. Uh, did you notice that he seems to get caught a little bit, Sicily? Which is, I guess, the one knock against there his game. There was a lot of tackles that were high that were not paid. That's true, yep. Uh, I don't think he particularly... He doesn't drop his knees, which is what Selwood does. It's a different kind of ducking. Yeah. He sort of leads with the head, which is probably the, the dumb way to duck into a tackle, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Because if you do lead with the head, they won't pay the free. But it, it's all good. I mean, you've got to get out of it somehow. Well, you've got to you've try, got to break don't the you? tackle. Yep. You wanted to talk about Jarman Impey. Let's talk Jarman. We heard from Lynn. No, you mentioned this before, but Impey is building some sort of a season. We'd love to know your thoughts on him again. Uh, we heard from Jacob as well at Hawk Talk Pod. In about round five, I asked if Impey was our most important player. I'd like to know what you think about this now. His speed and energy in the back line are fantastic. I love his recall. That's great. How long has Jacob been holding on to that line? <laughs> No, well, we I'm, all like to be right, but he's perfectly true. Yeah, well, I'm happy to read it out because, I mean, as well as Lynn's. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Lynn is a bit cautious about, oh, look, I know you've discussed it. This is the thing. Impy forces us to talk about him because he's so good week after week that you can't possibly leave him out of the mentions. And he has a lot of enthusiasm and he has a lot of confidence now, which he was lacking last mm. year because yeah. he was probably getting the ball just as much, mm-hmm. but he wasn't getting it on the outside. And he wasn't creating space, but he was running down people. Yep. He was aggressive in his ball approach. There was one stage where he had the ball at the top of the 50-meter arc, mm. and you're just wondering <laughs> uh, <laughs> how many seconds until Collingwood had burst into the, down the other end. Oh, yeah, because they were swarming on him. Oh, Didn't matter, though. Oh, he kept his head. He's, he's got the dare. He's got the disposal efficiency that he didn't necessarily have last year. He's got the intercept marking game down pat. The, the dash from half back. It's just, it's all coming together for MP this year. It's fantastic. He'll, he'll to see. go back with the flight of the ball to take yep. marks. It yep. doesn't seem to get beaten in the air too often. It's important to say that, you know, wet weather footy last week, terrific conditions this week. It did not matter at all. It did not have any impact because. On the scoring. Well, oh, well that too. But I just think in terms of his game, like he backed it up with a yet another sublime performance. Uh, 25 touches, 80% disposal efficiency, 6 marks, 3 rebound 50s, 5 inside 50s. I mean, at this point, Tiz, he's he's got to be in contention for the PCM. He does. He does, absolutely. We've previously thought, you know, Ricky, if he keeps on having that trajectory, might have it in the bag. But he's got some mates now. Yeah, but Hardwick will be up there again. He doesn't seem say to do so, a yeah. step. He doesn't seem to put a foot wrong. And even when he did in that first quarter, he's found down the other end, kicks the first goal. Impy, was it? No, Burgoyne does that lovely little shimmy. Bends space and time, handballs out to Hardwick, flat onto the chest of Tim O'Brien. Now, there's a gif of that circulating out there. I was happy to retweet that. I really hoped someone would find it, and they did. So It's a beautiful moment. When it's vintage Burgoyne. Yeah. Vintage silk. Just puts his hand out. Suddenly, it's trapped. Everyone's yep. like, oh, Burgoyne has it. Let's just watch what happens here. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Now, you know who I really want to talk about? Yeah, Oliver. Well, I do want to talk about Oliver, actually. Please, sir, can I have some more, Mr. Grundy? <laughs> Got him for holding the ball, which was delightful because he's about a third the size of him. Yep. And then 
Grundy drops the mark and he ends up with Hannahs who kicks a goal. Yeah, that's right. Wonderful stuff. And he has something. He's got that little freakish little talent in the right spot at the right moment. Loves a goal. Before we go on to continue celebrating the exploits of uh, Ollie Hanrahan, can I just say, on Grundy, played a pretty pivotal role in handing us that game. In handing us that game? He's their best. Well, inadvertently. But, I mean, you, you look at the fact that McAvoy scores a goal on him in the last. Yeah. And then he drops that mark. I mean, there's two goals right there. From Yeah, he's trying to do too much is what you're saying. The oh, workload for I Grundy suppose. is enormous. Oh, look, I'm not, not saying that he didn't play a good game up until that point. And... and McAvoy sees what he's doing and decides, I might take a stint on the wing. <laughs> Here, come follow me, Grundy. And yep. he just takes the ball and off he goes. Mm-hmm. Oh, McAvoy playing on wing, something ridiculous. <laughs> but it made Grundy honest and he had to follow him up. Rewinding now back to Ollie Hanrahan, though. Uh, we heard from Al at Hawk Talk Pod. I'd like to give Ollie Hanrahan a shout out. The kid made some terrific decisions and executed some great passes on Friday night. He has the confidence and skill of a much more experienced player. Fair comment, Tiz. Natural footballer. That's what they call it. I remarked last week that he looked very comfortable out there. Uh, and I'd like to double down on that observation because he's fitted into the lineup seamlessly. Right at home for a Friday night blockbuster, which could be the exact thing that leaves a player feeling a bit overawed. He finished with 16 touches, two goals, built superbly on his defensive game. Now, you yes. might remember now, that's, that's what I was point. after. Yes. Yep, I was after that last week, and he did that. And His he looks, work rate was much higher this week. Absolutely. He looks very promising as a zippy small forward. I think uh, that holds us in good stead if, if we want to replace Puopolo. If we're not offering him a new contract, well, then... I think they look good together, those well, two did. in tandem. They did. Puopolo didn't have a terrible game by any measure. Well, they're all pretty quick. Once we had the, the, the three at the front, Nash and Hannes and, mm-hmm. and Puopolo, they're all quick over the ground, and it meant that they had yep. to be a little bit more honest in that back 50. Mind you, they did have that debutant who played really well. He was good, yep. But they had no confidence in passing to him. They tried to <laughs> avoid him. So, Ollie Hanrahan, big tick. But who I really wanted to talk about... Was? Mitch Lewis. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> he did all right, didn't he? Ah, uh, Mitch Lewis. And low on the grand stage of the MCG, the majestic Mitch Lewis, did announce himself to the competition, Tiz. I had a lot of fun watching his game. And see, the, the, even the night before, I tweeted out, I said, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I am so excited to see him in action. I just had a funny feeling he'd uh, he'd really step up, and he did in a big way. Brought a shiner along too. Did you see that under his eye? <laughs> I did. How did that happen? I, I didn't. Did that actually... happen early in the contest, or was that? I don't know. It's sort of just once I saw him on the screen, I was like, "Oh, gee, whatever happened there's come up nicely." <laughs> <laughs> but the switch to Mitch has been made, and uh, look, but for a farewell game for Ruffy, it'd be pretty mad to deny him his spot from here on, right? Oh yeah, I think uh, he announced that he's. Better than going back to the twos ever again. A real presence at critical moments of the contest. Had a big say on the outcome, clearly. 16 touches, seven of those contested. Seven marks, three of which were contested. And and that one in the first quarter was an absolute beauty. Yes. Gives you confidence to the rest of the players that they can lob it long and know that it'll be retained and won't be coming back real quick. I'd like us to... Because he doesn't get beaten. It's okay to, to, you know, bring the ball to ground. Mm. But if it... If it comes out as quick as it goes in, yeah. you're in real trouble. I'd like us to be less predictable in that regard, which is owed to the other players as well. That's up to them too. But uh, yeah, I mean, three pies trying to spoil or outmark Lewis, and he brought it down. That was magnificent, that moment. And I just thought, yep, all right, he's on tonight. Well, you didn't see them get out of their defence really easily. Mm, and that was true. the main point, yeah. Uh, Lewis finished with two goals, one. That was his ninth game, Tiz. 
let's keep that in mind here. Let's keep that into perspective, which I say, you know, for two separate reasons. I'd say set your expectations accordingly. Just remember, he's very young. He's going to play his 10th game likely this weekend. 20 years old. Yep. But gee, it's going to be an exciting ride that we could be on. Yeah, he's an excitement machine. I think people will be turning up in a few years just to watch Mitch Lewis. It feels that way. Uh, we had a few listeners chip in on this one as well. Jack at Hawk Talk Pod, Mitch effing Lewis. That's our future right there. What? <laughs> <laughs> Barry at Hawk Talk Pod, uh, his game provided the hope we've needed for the last three weeks. The future is there. And uh, I have to agree. That's that's one thing I really derive from his game is hope that there might be something coming through that we can kick to, Tiz. So no need for pattern now? Is he old news? I wouldn't go that far. I think that's still on the table, depending on if the price is right. Good foil for Lewis. I'm not saying that. Why? That'd be great in the tandem role. I am a little bit more cautious, perhaps, than you. Okay. It really, like I said, depends on the deal. It would have to be a Scully-esque deal for me to be interested. Okay. I trust the club. Well, I, I mean, Patton had turned like the QE2, yeah. given his three knee injuries. Well, he's, he's a pitto that kicks goals. Okay. That's how I describe it. He is a very good kick, though. He is a very good kick, yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, he's a goal-scoring pitto. I bring it up because it is relevant to trade period mm. because it's relevant when we lose, right? In all the papers, Cogs doesn't want to come. Hawthorne are losing. Yeah. Mitch Lewis stands up. Cogs goes, oh, wow, I'm on the way. Simple as that, eh? Yeah. That's how it works. Very simplistic, AFL. Journalism. Look, <laughs> look when it comes to pattern... <laughs> We might as well just keep that on our radar, but don't don't talk to him. Don't do any deals with him because you know GWS. They're going to be keen to you offload know. his contract. Exactly. Yeah. So just that we have all the leverage in the world when it comes to patterns. So just be easing back and just just let it sort of simmer for a while because yeah. you know the Giants are going to have to make the first move, and the moment they do, we have all the leverage. Do you think they should rename it the Kennedy Hospital? <laughs> do you just seem to be recruiting all these guys that? Really aren't able to get back on the park at other clubs. Well, so they say. (laughs) (laughs) I think we tend to do a little bit with that, but Kennedy Centre, Kennedy Hospital, Kennedy Clinic. I was going to say the Kennedy Clinic. That's quite great. Ring to it. I like that. Yeah, Mayo Clinic, Kennedy Clinic. (laughs) We uh, also heard from one of our listeners uh, about Mitch Lewis. We heard from Nick. Uh, For a twenty-year-old to play so well after taking a huge knock was inspiring. That is good, isn't it? They're very competitive. Hawthorne, basically, when they're that far back in the draft and let's face it he was taken in the 70s mm. they were looking for blokes who were competitive yep and they were motivated and they wanted to play because character exactly because they know that they've got the character to get picked at in the 70s or in the rookie draft and still have the endeavour to push through. We heard from Dan as well. Pretty happy with the early signs from Mitch Lewis as our big forward. Seems to have a better set of hands than Patton. Moves better, kicks better, competes at ground level and applies defensive pressure. Plenty of improvement in him. Well, he protects the ball well mm. when he when he leaps for the ball. He yep. gets his whole body weight behind it and really protects it That's ahead true, yeah. of him. Yeah, he's a, he's a natural sportsman. Anyway, if I must, Tiz, we'll uh, move on from the uh, Mitch Lewis Appreciation Hour. We haven't had a hashtag switch to Mitch from you yet. (laughs) Do do I need to say it? It's on. I don't think it's being flicked off anytime soon. (laughs) I certainly hope not. I'm not sure what they'd be thinking if they did. There was Uh, one bloke that stepped up in that last term. Just decided that he was going to make this game his own. Not that anyone would tell you about it. Certainly not in the footy media, because they never do. They never give him his due. Is that right? I would say that's right. I think he gets a fair he gets a fair bit more than some of our other players. 
Uh, perhaps. We are, of He's course... He's like the fourth Beatle. <laughs> Don't call him Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> and you know I was talking about Ringo listers. <laughs> it's Liam Shields, of course. Shields, in that last quarter, he just decided he was going to go on the attack. It's fantastic. We had some listeners that agreed with you. Uh, Mitch at Hawk Talk Pod. Not saying he was our best by any stretch, but I thought Shields had a bigger influence on the game than his stats would suggest. Is he having one of his best seasons? Highest pressure points on the ground, apart from Poopolo, was 68 to the 63 Shields had. And uh, he had a mate, O'Meara, in that last term. Mm-hmm. Just decided to break the shackles. Got a couple of centre clearances. Yeah, I was going to say that clearance work was terrific. Oh. I tell you what, they're meant to have the best midfield in the comp, and the mm. goey looks good. But if he if he's not kicking to himself in the forward line, they look <laughs> they look terrible. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, we heard from Bray. We often hear that Shields is just okay. I feel like this is his best season yet, and has always been severely underrated. Best yet, he was very good last year. Mm. I think he almost averaged a goal a game last year. So yeah, I think time will tell. We'll need to get to the end of the season to. Uh to see if that's the case. I'm not willing to pull the trigger on that call yet, but it's a it's a fair point that Bray makes. I've I'm liking him though, Tiz. I've got the uh the hashtag Shields feels. Now Amira and Warple had mm. seven clearances, uh, which is well above their usual output. Yep. And I just want to point out Warple's goal. Mm-hmm. Which was absolutely magnificent. It was, yes. The reverse banana <laughs> under pressure from at least three pies mm-hmm. and it went through Oh, that was terrific. Even at that point, I was looking at the you know the top three draft. Yep. At that point, and thinking, uh, oh well, you know we got something here. <laughs> that was a great goal. Can't it was. get over the the thought process to get that done because Needs he be had quick. to get it around the bloke that was coming into Smother. You need to be pretty much perfect in that scenario. The confidence to do it, everything beautiful. So hats off to the Warpedo once again. Seems to have a knack for some good goals, that kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've seen him kick the ones on the run that are pretty easy, but this yep. one was on the fly, and I thought, oh, for the effect goes through, gee, he gets some confidence out of that. He just has a touch of the Will Langfords about him. <laughs> oh, do you mind? Hey, I, I'm not levelling that as an insult, but, you know, that's scrappy, in and under, can make something out of nothing. No, he's got a bit more polish than Will, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Not lately. <laughs> It's probably the one knock on his game. He needs to work on that. I don't Remember know. His first touch in AFL, where he just turned with the ball and mm. and hit a bullet like pass in the forward fifty. Yeah, good times. I can't remember who marked it now, but that was a beautiful first touch. Almost as good as Ryan Burton's first touch, which was a goal. Who? <laughs> we don't. <laughs> so talk he kicked about the him. first goal for Port on the weekend. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. How are they travelling? Oh, they absolutely killed Adelaide. Yeah. We'll see what they put up next week. Funny team. Yeah, we'll see what they put up next week. Not sold. No. Well, people are still arguing about whether Wingard should come in this week or, you know, do we put him on the pine for the rest of the week? Uh, Or yesterday year. year, I I don't know about that. I'd be playing Wingard. How much are we paying him not to play? Well, exactly. (laughs) For that reason alone, he's a footballer. Make him play football. Who are you going to drop? Well, that's another one. They're a winning team at Hawthorne. (laughs) For this week. Yeah. Uh, well, no. We are taking Frio to Tassie. It'll be interesting to see whether Ross Lyon bothers to put anyone on the aircraft. <laughs> it's funny. I literally thought you were going to say bother to board the aircraft, and that's <laughs> pretty much identical to what you said. Well, he's not taking Sandy. He said, Sandy, Isn't he? you stay home, mate. Really? Yep. Oh, okay. Well, that works well, that out well that was Sandy's first game back. So, yes. Uh, they're going to send that Darcy, who's not a bad ruck, mm. but 
you know, he would get done again. They'll have to change all the rules again for Ross. <laughs> we already had that buy before finals, and yep. they only made it once. <laughs> Ridiculous. Just a bit of a change of pace. I want to talk about uh, the two Connors. Oh, yeah. Are they both spelt the same? I think they are. One okay. end. Yeah. Good. You dare scrutinise my preparation <laughs> of this podcast. <laughs> dear, oh, dear. All, all right. right. So Glass had a horrific moment. <laughs> Horrifying. The whole crowd. Can I just say? <laughs> Here we go. Collingwood supporters applauding that. Oh, it's just garbage. Yeah. But they were like, oh, yay. Yeah, well done, team. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I don't no. think so. Yeah. <laughs> That's not your goal. Do we applaud? I mean, we applaud uh, Hodgie's interception and goal against Gary Rowan that time. <laughs> yes. Who's still wandering around down at the Cattery. Stay on target. All right. So... <laughs> You don't want to talk about how poor Glass was. Why? We heard from Peter. Was thoughts he really on the that Irishman. Bad? Peter says thoughts on the Irishman. They were poor on Friday. So, I, I think I don't know. I get the feeling a lot of people would agree with Peter on this one. So let's go through All Glass right. first. What did, what did Glass have? He had fourteen touches. Pretty consistent effort. He had forty percent disposal efficiency. Forty percent. Jeez, I had fifty. So I was being a little bit ungenerous. <laughs> and he finished with twenty-three super coach points, which is amazing. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what what's going on? The disposal efficiency from last week in horrific conditions and not, fell away by almost yeah, 50%. But also not one contested possession. So he won't be in the team uh, this weekend. Do, do you actually do you think it's time? Because we've been wondering for a few weeks. He's had seven straight games now. Well, he's had a few good games there. I'm not denying that. But he kicked a wonderful goal against Essendon. But as we move towards the end of the season... Don't you just back him in? He's no. getting the experience. No, not no playing. Well, Do you want to play finals, Nick? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not that interested in playing finals. We'll keep this him point. in the team, though. <laughs> Look, okay. So I think the experience he is gathering at AFL level will be far better than the experience that he will get at VFL level. Yeah, and I'm, it goes for Nash as well because the way you play as a forward in AFL is far different to what you can get away with in VFL. I don't disagree with any of that, but in terms of what we're doing with our list, it might it might be that after seven games, Glass might have to finally make way so we can try someone else. To you know, a lot of people are calling for Miles, which I'd be I'd be fine with that if he it played, means he played an immense game. Well, he ha- Miles has been starring at VFL level for a while. So what are we doing with him? What is the point? Can we maybe get Glass out of the team, bring Miles in, or you know, there are many. Is that just change for change's sake? I mean, do you really well, think is. they're going to get a lot more out of Miles? No, I'm not, I'm not saying that's necessarily... It's not... Look, it's not a winning inclusion. But we're not really doing that at Hawthorne at the moment because we're not looking to win the ultimate prize in 2019. That's not the goal here. I reckon it's just this uh, extended audition process whereby we need Glass out of the team so we can bring someone else in to go, okay, well, are they the future or not? And it's time to squeeze the trigger on Miles. He's been waiting for ages. It's not like he hasn't been knocking down the door. He's been on the list longer, though. But he was on the trade table last year, so what now? Well, obviously, he's access to requirements. I mean, we had Jones named as the first first emergency. Mm. Yeah. So they're just not looking at him. And that happens with careers. Sometimes they just don't see a spot for you. They don't see a future for you at the club. Just doesn't seem right to me. He showed a lot last year and then... 
what did he do to fall out of favour? I, I don't know. We've had blokes like that before. Yeah. Uh, people listening to this will think, like, I really love Miles as a player. It's not down to that. It's just I find it strange, that's all. Yeah, no, he's pushing. He's pushing well. He had a couple of wonderful clearances, hit up a pass in the forward 50 in the VFL, and they had a very good game against Geelong. A very tight and well-thought-out mm-hmm. game, and he was one of the players that decided it. But he probably isn't going to get the nod because who... Even when Tom Mitchell comes back, yeah. there's going to be far less opportunity for Miles. That's true. And Glass can play three positions. Mm. Yeah. And they've made sure to try that as yeah. well. Well, they've had Miles up the halfback flank. They've had mm. him resting forward. Yep. They've told him in the VFL, try to kick a goal a game. And he's done that most games. Mm-hmm. So he's basically ticking off all the boxes. But you've got to remember, we had O'Rourke for years. Yeah. And he seemed to get the benefit of the doubt all the time. Yeah, to get back true. in. But Miles is not getting the benefit of that doubt. Doesn't seem that way. As for Glass, I mean, it might sound, listeners, like I'm not in favour of him being in the senior team. I think at this stage of his career, it's two steps forward, one step back. So he's just making little gains every time we play him. Some of his errors, I mean, they're horrendous, uh, nightmarish stuff. But that'll happen. And and then he goes into his shell. I mean, he doesn't want the ball after that. Let's face it. Right? That's what happens with young players. Oh, shit, don't give me the ball now. I've had that awful moment. We heard from Jacob as well. Glass had a stinker, but Nash was very good. You need to focus on what Nash does for our structure rather than how many touches he gets. Absolutely. How many aerial contests did he lose on Friday? Continues None. Jacob. No, he did. We Add to- <laughs> lost a couple. Add to that five tackles and six score involvements, and he was handy. The problem is often that he doesn't exactly get near that marking contest to mm. lose it. <laughs> so he just doesn't read the flight of the ball sometimes. But they've got to be so aware that he's there. He's exactly. an immense presence. Yep. And they know he can get out the back real quick. His impact, and they're looking for it. His impact is better measured in a holistic sense. It's what he provides to the team. The space that he creates in yep. that forward 50. So it puts pressure on the opposition. We look more dangerous with him running around. There's going to come a time, Tiz, yep. when I do need to see more. Oh, absolutely. Nash. Yeah. Now is not necessarily that time because it's very early on well, in his you're very, career. You see, you're very um, willing to let Poppy get away with not taking a mark in the forward 50 sure. and not kicking a goal because he's so tiny. And, and he's got credits in the bank, frankly. No, even when he began at the club. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. We were asking, oh, what's this uh, bricklayer doing on our <laughs> team? You know, He came as a halfback flanker. What are you bothering with him for in the forward line? And then he kicked mm. that... Remember he kicked the, uh, he tried to have a snap from the pocket when he could have just taken it out of bounds and went down the other end. We'd lost mm. to Geelong that time. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, geez, you know, this poppy fella. No skills, can only tackle. Do we really want him in the team? But. He probably didn't have a nickname at that point. <laughs> he, he doubled down, didn't yeah. he? And yeah. his intensity was unbelievable, especially with Cyril. He got some cohesion going with the other forwards. And he knew his role. Now, that, that's going to take much more time with both Nash and Lewis in the side. Yeah. And can I just say, mm. Gunston had a shocker. Yeah. We'll get to... Uh, I've got a what, list is of, he all right? I've got a list of other players that we'll get to. Just one more thing on Nash. I, I do want to sing his praises for that one handball for Luke Bruce. Oh, beautiful handball. But that's all I'm saying. I'm going to need to see more than one good handball many, a game How in time. many goal assists or goal uh, chains do you reckon I th- I think Nash he, was involved in? I think he had something like five score involvements. It was good. It was Six. Good. Oh, yeah, six. There you go. It's pretty good. I mean, Bruce had seven. Oh, there you go. Even Jacob points out he had six score involvements. So there you go. Look, I think one thing I, I read on his stat sheet as well, he didn't take a mark. So... He's the only guy in the Hawks' outfit to not take a mark that night. Guy of his size, his athleticism. He didn't have a kick. 
He didn't have a kick. He didn't have a kick. Oh, he didn't have a kick either. Well, there you go. Look, have, no kicks, no marks. <laughs> Don't read it like Six that. Six score in, involvements. Okay. Well, something's going on. Can't kick, can't mark, <laughs> can handball. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, it was only a fortnight ago where McAvoy only had six handballs for a game. I've seen older forwards than him have worse games mm. than that. Let's get to some other players. Uh, a quick roundup. We won't go too in-depth on these guys. Isaac Smith, you've already mentioned, shrugged off the funk that he was in uh, 25 touches. lovely line. <laughs> 76 disposal efficiencies and 11 inside 50s. So I believe that topped uh, for our team, 11. Effective or... Uh... It's hard to know with this Hawthorne <laughs> team at the moment. <laughs> but, uh, you know... No, on balance, probably not. Uh, it was just so good. Four goals to half time. I mean, four goals to three quarter time. Yeah, pardon me. And then five in the last. We're about seventeen points down with eight minutes gone in the last quarter. You know that, right? Yeah. So we came storming home out of nowhere. Uh, ben McAvoy, we mentioned, engaged in a great battle with Grundy, hit the scoreboard, and generally just rose to the occasion after a pretty rough fortnight for him. Dan Howe, we've mentioned as well, reminding Hawks fans how important he can be, and I dare say for the second week running, coaches be very pleased, Tiz. Yes, uh, Dan Howe was very important on Pendlebury, mm-hmm. and he got picked up for an altercation where he needed pendles in the head. Probably should have been suspended. Oh, I'm really? serious, yeah. No way, he's protecting himself from that third man coming in over the top. They That's... ranked it as careless. It is careless. What what is that? Well, it's How, not intentional. Oh, it is intentional. No, it Piss wasn't. In, off. No, That's so intentional. He was lifting his knee to oh, protect his open open. Uh, he's very lucky. Yeah, I I, I, <laughs> I saw nothing in it. Okay, and I was surprised he got saw nothing in it with your one eye. <laughs> <laughs> so he had three scoring involvements, and I'd say they all happened in that final term. I reckon you might be right, actually. Which just underlines, and, and I hope it gives him confidence to ask for the pill because yeah. he doesn't touch it anywhere near as not enough for for a midfielder. Mm, that's right. Yeah, it's, I think he had what like eight touches last week, twelve this week. I think if it he was. can if he can be a role player, the tagging kind, and then get the ball as well going the other way, that's the most effective tagging you can do. Uh, as for O'Brien, he was swung forward in place of Gunston. It was really handy in that final quarter, as we mentioned, some uh, pretty timely contested marks. Yeah, I was surprised that he um, took the confidence that he'd learnt in the back line forward. It's what we need to see. It's what we need to see. Uh, we heard from Andrew. Was uh, T.O.B. the main reason we scored more goals in the last quarter than the first three? Do we need to play him as a forward more? I thought it was generally we went one-on-one over the ground. Mm. And uh, we we put Gunston back and, and we just basically we got behind enough to bother attacking. We changed our flair. We heard from Stuart uh, at Hawk Talk Pod. What a performance by the other Sean, Sean Burgoyne in the fourth quarter. Surely enough to offer him another one-year extension pending being free from injury. Who's the first Sean? Sean Markers, of course. Oh, damn it. (laughs) You walked right into that one. (laughs) I was like, I was racking my brain. (laughs) Pleasure as always. (laughs) You're an ass. I think Stuart set you up for that one very nicely. Happy to assist, Stuart. Thanks for uh, messaging in. Moving right along. (laughs) We heard from Wiley. I thought we had better intent to play on, especially from the back end, to move the ball quickly. Thought Stratton went back to what he's done so well for years. Quietly beat his man and helped others out as well. Great signs from Mitch and Ollie. Looks a clever footballer at this point. Absolutely. Uh, didn't Strats, being captain, he just loved pinching that win. It was just so good. Yeah, he was very happy. Yeah. The whole team looked very upbeat, actually. They were very satisfied with that win. I got that one through, listeners. <laughs> 
you know what? You did. I'll pay that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that one. All right. Uh, we move on to Al. Did anyone else, uh, despite being stoked for the win, of course, look at the ladder and think, oh, bugger, we're not looking at a top five draft pick now. I knew exactly where we'd be if we won. <laughs> that, and that we were 11th. Yeah. And now we're 14th? Yes, we're 14th again. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we heard from uh, one of my good mates, Peter, in M10. Is he the bloke that wanted Timmy to go forward? He did call that, yes. Yeah, and, and did you turn your back on him at the time or no, just no. walk away slowly? Or I do not know this man. Or did you go, yeah, and I want Sicily up there with him. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have made that noise I make where I'm just not sure. Where I'm like, mm. <laughs> I don't want to offend, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe one of those. But he knew what he was on about. Credit to He called that from way out as well. Did he really? He really did. So credit to Peter. And he slid into our DMs here. Uh, and he's happy for me to read this out. I checked with him. Don't worry, listeners. A couple of weeks ago, when you had <laughs> Ashley... Read your DMs out. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, when you had Ashley Brown on, I remember him saying something like, I shudder to think what a team like Collingwood are going to do to us in a few weeks when they play us. Great in hindsight, I had this bad feeling at the time we may get wiped off the face of the earth. We have played some very ordinary matches without getting blown away totally. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. But we really ground out a good win, especially when we needed to. Keep up the great work, guys. Well, I remember I was surprised by our efforts against Geelong that day. I thought we'd mm. get wiped. Yep. And we were very competitive. The truth is, all year, we've never been blown away. But is it a function of the whole league mm. being terribly negative in their approach to footy? Mm. And thus, no one's really getting blown away until later in the year when injuries and other things take their toll. Yeah, well, look, maybe. I I think at this point, can we say Hawthorne's just pretty good at limiting sides? Yeah, there's a lot of stalemate games for Hawthorne, and then you notice hmm. Clark Hill flick the switch to Mitch. No, he would just <laughs> flick a switch. Yes. And the, uh, so the attack, just rolls off the the attack will come. It does, yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, we better get to some Box Hill stuff, because they had a good win on the weekend as well. Just like hashtag Crash and Nash. Yes. Or Nash and Crash, or... One of them. Box Hill uh, bested Geelong in a thriller down at Box Hill City Oval. They trailed by three points, less than two minutes remaining, and Box Hill's Nathan Boucher went bang, tis, slotting a goal from 50 metres out on the boundary. From an out on the full, mind you. Yep. Which was exactly the opposite pocket to where Ricky Henderson had a shot Correct. Well, he could have had a shot. Mm. Now, that was interesting. Just going back to the commentary on the night. What, them getting it completely... Well, I say them. It was BT. You got it completely wrong. Yeah. And then he shouted down, uh, poor little Bruce. <laughs> Bruce couldn't get the actual interpretation in. He's like, oh, the shot clock's not going and he's trying to waste 30 seconds. And then the crowd, obviously, the ferals were booing. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, the shot clock doesn't come back on until you bring the ball back into play. Yeah, that's right. So he could have taken, what, about an hour out there or something? Or? <laughs> yeah, sure. Bring the drinks out and... Give us a breather. Get the Gatorade cart from the cricket out there. <laughs> Wait for everyone to get disinterested and leave the goal square and just pop it through. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Uh, now, uh, moments later, after that goal from Nathan Boucher, Jackson Ross stepped up to snap the sealer and the Hawks recorded a nine-point victory to remain undefeated at home. Now, had it gone the other way, it is fair to say it would have been a fairly demoralising defeat because the Cats erased a 29-point deficit. So they came from nowhere, and it could have easily been theirs. Yeah, they put on the full attack, and uh, even their ruck work looked good, in spite of Segler playing a Herculean game. So he's 
very disappointed to drop out of that AFL side. <laughs> Going up against Zach Smith and Ryan Abbott, he finished with 24 disposals, 10 marks, 46 hitouts, and a goal. And was everywhere. Were you at the game? No, I didn't go to the game. Okay. No. That's my fault, listeners. I said I was going to go with him. And then, ironically, I found myself in Geelong. <laughs> the exact opposite <laughs> space. I found myself watching it on YouTube. Yeah, they were streaming it, weren't they? Yeah. That was good to see. Yeah. So that I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, I caught up on that later. And, one uh, camera, though. Yeah, that was a little bit annoying. Down one <laughs> end of the ground. <laughs> so we couldn't see uh, in the dying moments. But we... you got great vision of one Jared Roughhead just sitting on a bloke's <laughs> head in the forward Taking 50. Taking a screamer. He turned back the clock for that one. That was good to see. Jeez, uh, who else starred for Box Hill? We had Cousins, who was great again, recording 22 touches, eight tackles. Jones once again pushed for a senior debut. He's getting close now, Tiz. He was on that emergency list, as you say. 21 touches, nine tackles, and a goal for him. What about virtual watch? Four quarters this week. So Good to see. A couple more of those, and you'd think he might get the nod to come mm-hmm. into seniors. Finished with 17 touches and 10 marks. He's still got all his skills. No need to worry about that. In those final moments, he was leading. Jeez, it felt good. I was like, oh, I've missed this. <laughs> you don't need to worry, really. No, that's right. Yeah. And I mean, listeners should know. I knew the result. But as soon as he had it in his hands, I was like, yeah, I can see how this worked out you the way it did. You get some confidence, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was and good to see. Young Kajitsky had a good uh, battle against uh, Wiley Buzzer of Geelong, oh, right. yeah. who's been in the AFL lineup a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's very young, Kajitsky, but he looks like he could come on for all those... Uh, who are saying we need to go to the draft and pick up a key defender or definitely get a midfielder first, I would imagine. So where does this leave Box Hill? We're in the eight, I believe. Yeah, and we've had a draw, haven't we? So We've had a draw as well. So uh, the wins don't... Uh, the percentage is irrelevant. It's our consistency that's key down there. I mean, we just can't really string a good patch of form together at the moment for Box Hill. Oh, I think they'll be all right. They'll play finals. They should play finals, yeah. Um I want us to just get back to Marvel Stadium. Just a <laughs> reprise of that last that that you day. Did last enjoy year. that day? Yeah. Did enjoy that day. Unfortunately, VFLW had a loss to Geelong. They did. It was a close one, wasn't it? Yeah, down by seven points in the end. Mm. Yeah, so uh, they're looking like they might find it a bit hard to go back to back. They've been travelling okay up to this point. That that loss would have hurt them, especially being as close as it was. And we've got Frankston this week. I imagine that's not at home. No. Not at home, so okay. anyway, you don't need to attend that because Frankston are well and truly at the bottom of the ladder. Okay. Good on them because uh, they treated Gary Bacanara with great disrespect. <laughs> I was wondering where this is going. I was thinking to myself, geez, why does Tiz have such a chip on his shoulder about Frankston? And there it was. Oh, he rebuilt the club and they told him to piss off. That's true, yeah. Anyway. Moving on. <laughs> Hawthorne versus Fremantle at Utah's 2.10pm Saturday. Now, uh, it's nice to see that selection is a genuine head-scratcher this time around. We have a few options before us, some obvious, some less obvious. Scrimshaw and Wingard might be in contention, depending on that recovery report or how they progress on the training track this week. Yeah. Um, Well, do you want them back? I would prefer that they were cautious with both of them. Haven't they already been cautious? Especially with Wingard, that seems to be an extraordinarily long time. Yeah, I guess they have. I guess they have. But uh, there's no sense in rushing anyone back at this point in the season. It's, you know, if, if they feel they're good to go and they're very confident in it, fine. But, you know, I'd, I'd be taking all the time in the world. Uh, if we were keen to bring them back, I'd be switching out Glass and maybe Puopolo, respectively. Poppy goes. Oh, just for the sake of Wingard, you know, similar sort of... You're just looking to protect Hannah's. 
I well, I want Hannah's in the team. Is that what we're going to call him now? Hannah Bree's, you know, gone. <laughs> it's a, so, the nickname's just open, is it? It's yeah, vacant. Yeah. Well, let's face it, it was all downhill for Hannah's after Ruffy got him. I was going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> Once he was crunched, that was it. <laughs> oh, he's so angry about that. <laughs> he couldn't believe Tippo let that happen. Anyway, oh. <laughs> uh, so if we didn't bring them back against Frio, then we'd be bringing them back the following week, the Sunday game at 2 o'clock against Geelong, 1 yeah. o'clock against Geelong. Yep. Uh, much bigger game. Mm. And then we're back in Tassie again. <laughs> Of Brisbane. Oh, okay. Just being yanked all over the place. They played well, Brizzy. Yeah, premiership contenders now, Brisbane. Did you see Mark McGowan had a had a tongue in cheek, not so tongue in cheek mm. mention yeah. that uh, perhaps Fagan was the genius and not Clarkson. You know what? For half a second, it annoyed me, and then I thought, yeah, I don't care. We still won all these flags, <laughs> so it's just <laughs> whatever. I don't really yeah, care. Whatever, Mark with a C. <laughs> <laughs> What does it even mean? He has a C. Yeah, I know he has a C. Yeah, I know. I'm just being accurate. Yeah, well, you are. It sounds like you're holding it against the guy. It wasn't his choice. Could change it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear, oh, dear. Uh, Now, we heard from MS. Unless we have a chance to play finals, I'd give Chad the year off, fix everything, get an early and full preseason into him, get him ready to fire for next year, get Ross from Box Hill, give him a run too, straight swap with Glass out and Miles in. Jeez, he's gone for a lot there, has MS. But uh, giving Chad the year off, eh, I I don't know about that. How is he going to get any better doing that? Yeah, exactly. He needs to We need him to get gelling with the side. Exactly, yep. We need him to have a few more confrontations on the middle of the MCG. (laughs) Well, he's rehearsing for a starring role in our next premiership. So get him out there. He's already got the bows and the the, the fanfare. (laughs) Ready to go. (laughs) Yeah, we've got to get him back into the side at some point. Whether it's this week or not, I'm not sure. Uh, Now, does Segler come back into the side, do you think, based off that performance? What do you reckon? I reckon no. <laughs> there you go. All right, moving on. <laughs> that was quick. Uh, we heard from the Fishman at Hawk Talk Pod. Can we discuss the structure going forward? Will there be a reshuffle of the line coaches? And also, he adds, and I feel this is important, my cat Zoe loves watching the football. She was up and about when Mitch Lewis kicked the goal in the last quarter. <laughs> Good to see that uh, it's not limited to one species, they the, usually the appeal do sh- of Mitch Lewis. They usually do shuffle the line coaches at Hawthorne, don't they? So they can get uh, the new ideas through. Well, Fish- I can't wait. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't want Scott Burns in charge of the forward line anymore. Oh, do you really think it's all Scott Burns' fault? I mean, no, a lot look- of it has been the issues with the selection. Yeah, no, no I, I don't think it's all his fault. But, that twin uh, ruck thing didn't yeah. seem to work, especially... Look, if he kicks the goal, Segler, he doesn't get dropped. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. I know it's not as simple as one man, but like a lot of supporters, I get frustrated as well. I'm scratching and clawing for answers with our forward functioning. And and, and yeah, it just There's a lot of talent in that box that isn't a line coach. Mm. There's other blokes up there. Yep. And you've got Damien Carroll in charge of it all. Mm. So they've got some really experienced ideas. So I'm not sure Scott Burns can carry the can. We heard from Blytho at Hawk Talk Pod. Without any injuries, who do you think is in our best 22? Now, Tiz, can we just say, for all the listeners that want to know about our best 22, because we had a few questions like that, we might just hold off till the end of the season. Till trade week? Well, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we just get an awful lot of questions like that. And it's 
I mean, it's too fluid, isn't it? I mean, you know, people sub in, well, sub out. Well, 22 doesn't win a premiership anyway. You've got to have at least 28 these days. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for your questions. We'll hold well, off on those I do for think now. it's very important because that back six, mm. you want to bring Scrimshaw back in. That's right, yeah. Do you really want to toy around with that back six that's working as well as it is at the moment? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? But that's what the last few weeks are designed to do. It's to solidify once and for all what works best. And I mean, Scrimshaw can play forward, can't he? You know, funnily enough, I was thinking that in preparation for this podcast. I was maybe wondering. They sh- maybe they should teach him to play another role. Yeah, well, I, I was... don't think he's had the preseason to be able to play off the wing mm. uh, or anything like that. But he had no. a wonderful rapier like kick. Well, that's what I thought. I just, you know, and he's got some. Some good aerial stuff to bring to the game. It could work as a forward. I don't know. Is it crazy? Tweet in. If it's crazy, Clark, I'll try it. <laughs> We've seen that. Why not? Uh, now let's get to Freo because Freo have dropped their last three games. They lost to Melbourne, Carlton. Oh, yes, my premiership pick. <laughs> Just got absolutely smacked by West Coast in terrible conditions, which is quite something. They kicked 219 for the whole game. Have you seen their list? It's a good list. And yet... <laughs> He gets beaten by West Coast every year. Yeah. Pummeled into the turf, Ross Lyon does. The he most keeps coming back for more with the same game plan. In arguably the most important game for the club, yeah. the derby. They have everything to prove. Aren't you glad Ross Lyon's never been linked with Hawthorne? Yes. <laughs> Frankly, yes. So and we missed out on that whole Paul Ruse family of coaching. Yeah. Yeah. That lineage. Oh. I could, I'm so glad we avoided that. Now that being said, this uh, this is from a source of they've asked me uh, they've asked to remain anonymous, so I'll, I'll keep that promise to them. Uh, this is inside word. I understand that the one thing that is really uh, shitting Clarkson, let's say, oh come on, <laughs> is the fact that we haven't been able to crack the hundred point mark, and that's been bugging him for some weeks. Do you really think that would bug him? Well, why wouldn't it bug him? What is it important? How many oh. how many victories are done by the hundred point mark anymore? The ga- the game is pretty much it's awful. Different. At three quarter time, <laughs> I could have gone home it's... if we'd been further behind. Yeah, yeah, because it was just putrid football. <laughs> it really was. Nothing to like about it. And then the following day, it was just as bad between Sydney and Essendon, and they and Essendon dropped their worst player, Heppel, <laughs> and bought Lankford in, who I was. Pretty angry that they dropped him in the first place because basically he brought them back into the game against GWS. Yeah. Who have now lost two in a row. So are you noticing a trend amongst some of the best sides? They're starting to wane. There's Geelong who've lost two in the last three. Mm-hmm. And you've got GWS with two drops. And mm-hmm. you've got this Frio mob who are obviously very good, dropping three. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I hear it is, and it sounds like what you're talking about is the competition's really starting to even up. I think they've begun doubling their training load Mm because they think they're playing finals. And that's what I think you're seeing happening to Geelong. I think that's what you're seeing happening at GWS. Because they're not running out the games. And similarly with Collingwood, they basically stopped in that last quarter. Oh, look, whatever works, mate. If you can get uh, a few surprise results, you get more punters through the gates, that equals money. Uh, You get a few people watching on TV as well. It's good for the broadcast deal. But muscle fatigue also impacts accuracy and disposal efficiency, doesn't it? Oh, it's all right. If your team wins, you'll watch next week. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah, do you think? Do that's... you see what I'm getting at? Yeah, I, you're you're talking about Hawthorne's low crowd levels. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the blatant marketing strategy of the AFL. Fifty-five thousand to see Melbourne play Carlton. We betted that, didn't we? We were like sixty-five or something. Yeah, I know, but that is yeah. the that is they're the cellar dwellers, chief. Yeah, I know. They got fifty-five. Yeah, 000. actually, sorry, no, I completely missed your point. That is ridiculous for those two teams. <laughs> and what they dished up, apparently, as well, was even worse. Oh, the best part was that soccer-like goal near the end that hit the post. Ah, oh, so good. It gave me feelings of when Favola hit the post and we still won. <laughs> what I liked, my favourite, was the, the highlight where the ball was rolling towards the goal, appeared to stop, and you could tell there's probably some players chasing this. Uh, we weren't shown that. <laughs> we thought we'd cut away from that moment. So thanks for that. Uh, was it Fox Footy or Channel 7? directing the footy. Yeah, oh, that was just a shocking moment. Can I say, on the subject of footy being directed, mm. Luke Bruce kicking the sealer in his 200th, my goodness. Yes, very nice. And it was good to see uh, McAvoy have a happy 200th after he cried during his 100th. Did he? Yeah, yeah, he had Don't tears that. that went coming off that game. Oh, well, good on him then. Yeah, it was very around. emotional, that 100th game for him, I think. But uh, all smiles this time. Well, right now, I'm not all about smiling tears. I've got to get angry. I've got to get pumped up. I've got to do the rants. Freo have made one grand final, Chief, and we <laughs> rubbed their nose in it because they missed all their opportunities. <laughs> We took all of ours. Remember Poppy in the forward pocket? God, that was good. And then Hilly. Gunston. Amazing. Lake. Just at the back, they couldn't get round him. Remember Crowley running into the forward 50? All of a sudden, Stratton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so what is the, what is the point of this? You can't go too saying... hard. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Don't go too hard. You know, they've got to, they've got to keep that club together over the next period. Ross Lyons there for another three or four years. Well, I think that's all I need. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Frio, that anchor of yours is all too symbolic, isn't it? Talk about a club that's sinking and going nowhere fast. Who'd have thought it would come to this with such an inventive, open-minded coach calling the shots? Personally, I think it might be time to kick Ross the boss to the curb and start over. Now, that's harsh, I know, but even his own daughter's seen enough at this point. I believe the quote was, uh, you need to coach better? It's nothing (laughs) members aren't screaming from the stands, albeit in different words. I'm not inclined to repeat here, of course. But hey, there's some fun news, isn't there? I noticed the club's unveiling a retro Guernsey. That ought to remind all those rusted-on fans of those halcyon days. Or, you know, stir up some next-level PTSD, nightmares of some of the worst trade moves in AFL history. I'm a big fan of the retro (laughs) merch myself. Reminds me how much fun Fremantle's been over the journey. The peak, of course, being the 2013 Grand Final. That really kicked off an era of excellence for us Hawks fans. And you guys, well, you went right back to where you belong. As for this Saturday, though, Freo, we'll be right at home in our Tassie Fortress. See you then. Oh, and uh, be sure to bring that young Bradley Hill if you'd be so kind. The scoreboard will serve as a return home offer he can't possibly refuse. Brings up a point I had before. First names and getting them right, like Mark with a C and Alistair, how it's actually spelt. Mm. And then, is it Brad or Bradley? Because he seems to go through these moments of being Brad one week, Bradley the next, and then last week in the record we had Nicholas Natanui, and this week it's Nick Natanui. What's going on? Is it just rebranding? Football players, the ultimate enigmas of our society. (laughs) That's the ultimate enigma. (laughs) One day we'll crack the code, (laughs) put all the pieces together. Hey, did you see that uh, sire player that still hasn't been contracted kicked a lovely goal? Gee, it looked good. It's all he did. I thought of you when he kicked that goal. It's all he did all night. Yeah, he looks good in the uh, vertical stripes. Can you imagine if he was in the horizontal? (laughs) Wouldn't be too flattering for the poor boy. 
Oh, jeez, that's a low blow. Oh, <laughs> he's carrying something. Oh, dear. It's not a contract. <laughs> no, he's a big boy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind having him just bullocking through the, through the packs for me. With little Tom Mitchell coming in behind we and need him flicking to re- it out. We need him to retire first and then bring him back for a flag. Isn't that what we do? What, with Collingwood players? Well, just in general. We got due <laughs> and we want history to repeat Jeez, itself. He was as wide as he was tall. Massive fella. The shoulders of that man, I couldn't believe it. An unlikely bulky hero. That was the call from the 2018, uh, 20, well, 2018 grand final. I'm, no, I'm 2008. Hoping, I'm hoping with the 666 and, and maybe some more changes, which they're probably going to do, uh, we're going to see a return to different body types in the AFL, not just all athletes. Is that something you're hanging out for? Yeah, because they're all looking a bit same-same for a little while there. Yeah, I suppose that's true. They're all from central casting. Uh, you need to have, Ours is a sport where all body types are, can play. I guess it was more interesting back in like the, the 80s and even the 90s. You get some real characters. Look at Tucky. He was a yeah. will of a wisp. Yeah. They, they said his elbows were something that, that were the most pointy things in the game. <laughs> he could crack you one just under the ribcage and you'd feel it like you'd been shot. Which is bringing me around to Ross. <laughs> oh, no. Are we going to see him? I thought you meant Ross Lyon. No. Oh, you meant the real boss. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are we going to see him? Well, I, I certainly By the end so. of the year, I'm looking at that Gold Coast game and thinking, geez, we could... We could debut a few fellas here. We had a question. I, I don't have it. Apologies to the listeners that, that asked us, but uh, a few people wanted to know what debutants we could expect before the end of the year. Uh, Ross surely has to. Jones. Ross and Jones, I would say. That'd be my two. Yeah. I'd like I'd like to think Jones could come in against that heavy midfield against Frio. Has um that fractured jaw, do you think that's derailed CJ for the time being or I mean obviously like he hasn't recovered yet but when he does come back do you <coughs> his think fitness he's any... should be intact yeah yeah so uh, still in the frame it's not like a lower lower limb or mm. you know he he, he, he seems to I, I don't think he would get a game okay. backline players need to be a bit more honest than CJ's currently playing mm-hmm. but uh, you know he'll, he'll get his shot he won't be delisted we are, of course, uh, for more than one reason, looking ahead to this Suns game because we'd like to see you all there. <laughs> I think we'd organise. As part of a, we're being uh, we're being sponsored for this. Yeah, Jeff's been in our ear. Let's <laughs> tell you what, if there's one person who'd like to see we, Hawks fans, don't there. we have to pay to go to that, or does our memberships? No, I think our membership covers it. Okay. Yeah, it's just uh, you know, it's Marvel, so I know you won't want to go. Don't we have to pay for an upgrade or something? Or uh, I don't know. We well, have to get put on the top level, and well, well the point is, we want to work out something because we want to do like what a drink, so we want to do to get together. Rename or... the ends like Essendon and do. You know, <laughs> they have the what is it, the Lloyd with too many L's, and the <laughs> other end. Too many L's? What, just the standard two? Yeah. <laughs> Drop one of them. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, thinking ahead to that game, I think it could be a nice little Hawk Talk Pod community experience. But anyway, we'll work out that later. <laughs> Book a bay. <laughs> That's right. That's what we want to do. <laughs> but uh, for now, Tiz, we're focusing on this round and we've got to do the tips because we've got to form Mason's Multi. Did you get it last week? Where did I go wrong? Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, oh, I have took, a guess, listeners. I took <laughs> full advantage of the Friday night curse and I bestowed it upon Collingwood, and it worked a treat. Well, the uh, the disappointing Collingwood are fronting up again on a Friday night, but this time mm. over in the West, 
Oh, they've got to lose that, surely. So both of our opponents from the last two rounds, who were also grand finalists, yeah, and we've played very well against them. That's true. Um, are matching up over at Optus Stadium. Who's winning that one? West Coast is winning that one. Easily. Easily. Okay. Which means Collingwood will sink to their fourth straight loss. Not if you're picking them. <laughs> All right. So Sydney versus Carlton in a screamer of a game. <laughs> That's the SCG? Yeah. Let's go to Swans. Is Buddy back? I don't know. He could be back, I suppose. Hawthorne Dockers? Uh, Hawthorne. Down in Tassie. Yep. Usually debut players down there. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah might be Here comes for that. Jones. Oh, there we go. Tis just called it. Essendon North, uh, a game that you probably won't watch, let's face it. No, there are no Unless winners. the multi's still on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we both know it won't be, uh, <laughs> in one way or another. Uh, I'll pick North, because they they're, seem to be on a hot streak. They're ninth and 10th, so that's a double points game. Mm. Eight-point game, really? Yeah, should be a good game, but I won't be watching it, because I hate both of them. Anyway, North. Suns Adelaide? Uh, Adelaide. Geelong St Kilda? Geelong. Which will be on primetime telly. That would be good. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> How much longer has Richo got? Uh, end of the year. Really? Yeah. I don't have the money to pay him out? No. Yeah, okay. Well, I think he still... I think he does have his contract ending at the end of the year, so... Oh, does he? They're going to upgrade Ratten? I don't know what they're going to do, but it's not going to be following Richo, so... Well, I hope Ratten gets a gig. I think he deserves another go. Oh, great. Yeah, if that's the case, fair enough. Richmond Giants at the G. Ooh. Sunday, one o'clock... We are Richmond, actually. Yeah, they're playing pretty well. Yeah. Just the Giants seem to be a bit... They don't leave the MCG now until finals, of course. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. It's so ridiculous. The Dogs, with a fantastic win, now come up against the dreaded Demons, who are going to be without Tom McDonald probably for the rest of the year. Yeah, it's confirmed for the rest of the year he's out. Uh, the Bulldogs. Tom McDonald kicked a bag. E-I-E-I-O, <laughs> which is actually the noise of the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to put that on Twitter, but I'll put it on the pod now. <laughs> that is awful. Uh, Port Adelaide versus the Lions in the last game of the round, 4.20 on the Sunday. If the Lions are all they're cracked up to be, they'll win this over a side that's been dreadfully inconsistent and that probably won't show up this week. Their, their tails are up like you wouldn't believe after that win against Adelaide. And it now they're be. in Adelaide again. The... Yep. No, the tails should be up. They're an exciting team. It looked like their key forward at Brisbane. I've just forgotten his name. Eric Hipwood. Yeah, Hipwood. Yep. I don't know why I keep deleting his name from my memory. Uh, <laughs> he looks like he's tweaked his knee. So he may, they may okay. not be as good as they uh, were last week. All right. Was well, that it? That's it. That was all nine. Jeez, that, that just yeah, flew well, by. Yeah, you made it look easy. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that'll be the podcast for this week. So uh, we're looking forward to a win, aren't we? Against Frio. I mean, we... <sighs> They they don't really turn up well in in uh, in Tassie. No, they will have been stung, so they're going to have to respond. They'll have to show something, but I don't know if it's going to be this week. I kind of uh... I kind of hope that Ross just chucks all the magnets at the wall yeah. and sees what sticks. Just drops a whole lot of fellas. We mm-hmm. see Harley Burnell. Yeah, no, he can, he's he's still injured. He's leaving the club. Yeah, that's been Are you interested. Coming coming to Hawthorne. Yeah, well, we can work wonders with injured players, but I don't know. Can don't we know say Kennedy that. Clinic again? Kennedy Clinic. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> <laughs> the Kennedy Clinic will see you now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, perhaps it could be a sideline. They just let their players come to us for treatment. Well, do, do a bit of a side business. Yeah. Well, we need enough money to get that say, bloody thing raise built. The funds somehow. <laughs> Might as well be that way. Since uh, Labor coughed it up. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well. Yeah, well, look, Hawthorne should win. Yeah, I'm really fully expectant that Hawthorne should win, but part of me hopes that uh, they don't. <laughs> well, you know, I'm. I've just. I want them to win. I want them to play really well. Yeah. But if it could be a heroic loss. Uh, I wouldn't be so bothered. Yeah, winning is not really a priority for me as a Hawthorne fan at the moment. But uh, if we do, great. That'll They've be got fun. a good defence over at Frio. So if we can manage to keep the cohesion that we displayed mm. between the uh, midfield and the forward 50 in the last 10 minutes of the <laughs> last quarter. If we can bottle that somehow. <laughs> then, we might, then we might win well. But yeah, look, I feel it's going to be a frustrating display going forward yet again. Uh, no surprises there, but yeah. I thought you were heralding something like Clarko's finally going to hit the 100. Oh, against Frio. I don't know about that. Maybe against the Suns. Okay. okay. I called that from a long way out, but anyway. <laughs> uh, that'll do us for the Hawk Talk podcast. Uh, Great to just... have a win after. What was it? Six weekends of just... <laughs> what the hell are we going to talk about this way? Finally got to uh, cut together a highlights package, which is nice. <laughs> Uh, iTunes, you can rate and review us there. Uh, as we said, follow Tony Crawford's lead and uh, do exactly what he did. Leave a wonderful review. We'd really appreciate it. And uh, jump on Twitter as well, at HawkTalkPod. We've surpassed 1,500 followers. So jump on board and join the community there. And you can find us on Facebook too, facebook.com slash HawkTalkPod. Well, I'm looking forward to the game. It should be good. I'll settle back and watch next to the open fire. Get the live ladder out. What pick are we going to get? <laughs> <laughs> you know I did it and I worked out we can still finish with pick three. Hello. Yeah. That was before Frio played West Coast. <laughs> it scored, as a reminder, listeners, two goals 19. <laughs> Let's hope they don't reverse it. <laughs> we are a happy team at Hawthorne.